0: I'm Des and I'm Jay and welcome to your weekly dose of savage reality. Hello sister
1: hello sister
0: (laughs) what is going on
1: oh nothing much just being lazy on this here sunday i'm trying to debate if after this if i'm going to go to the gym or not because i missed a day earlier in the week why did i miss it oh i remember (laughs) i found this new dispensary right and I live in Nevada, so it is legal for any of you <laughs> listening who want to question um, my choices. So I found this new dispensary, right? I got five packs of edibles and this little edible drink or THC drink mm-hmm. for $50.
0: Wow, that's crazy. I not supposed to say, why so much? But
1: well usually sense. yeah they have my favorite brand of edibles and i was like wait you guys are selling these for twelve dollars because usually at the other dispensary that i go to that's called the dispensary uh they're like 22 a box so oh i don't buy them often because they're yeah. so fucking expensive but when they had them i was like she i'll take those <laughs> um but on whatever night it was that I got those edibles, I was like, let me try this THC drink because I've never tried it before, but uh-huh. I've heard good things about them. Bitch, the next morning I wake up to go to the gym, like my alarm goes off. I get up to go to the bathroom and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I am still extremely high. <laughs> oh my God. So I laid down and went back to sleep.
0: Wow, well, that's never happened to me before. Typically when I sleep, it's like done
1: oh no Mm-mm. i woke up and i was like oh the room is spinning oh no yeah
0: that's terrible yep well i mean i would say if you feel like it great but if not don't because yesterday i had a lazy day all i had to do was go grocery shopping and then i just sat on the couch and <clears throat> i watched season 13 of dallas cowboys cheerleaders making team so i'm almost done which is kind of sad um but mm-hmm. yeah i was watching that i ate a lot just kind of had like a vegetable type of day because this first week of school kicked my ass like no lie i'm so tired
1: so i'm so thankful that i don't please know to be do yeah. ever again hopefully yeah. lord willing mm-hmm. yeah
0: Trust me, whenever these student loans get paid off, I'm already scheming how to get the fuck out of this because it's just like, I can't do it anymore. My body is like, destiny, stop. So like we had to work first year move-in last weekend, right? And so I had to be at work at 6 a.m. Shit's crazy. Right, at at work, physically present. And I wanted a chicken biscuit. They didn't have any chicken biscuits like they usually do. So I was already pissed about that. So I didn't bring anything else to eat. So, they provide breakfast for everybody who's volunteering because that's the least they could do if we're there that early. They don't
1: bring enough breakfast. No,
0: they cater it like on campus. So,
1: how was there not enough? Or they just no. ran out of the chicken?
0: No, they just didn't have them. Like they have always oh, had chicken an biscuits an in the past. Yeah, and they just did not have chicken biscuits. I was very upset. Got so it. Then I had to get a fucking sausage biscuit because every other biscuit had cheese on it. You know how I am with American cheese. Don't do it like that. Oh. I know it would be if I ate American cheese like that and drank beer, my life would be so much easier. But I just don't. So here we are. So then I was pissed about that. I didn't buy my new Hoka's like I typically do for moving, and I now regret it. And I won't do that again because I was literally on my feet from seven a.m. until twelve p.m. Just. Uh. Right. Welcoming the youth. And so that already fucked up my feet and my knees. And then I was like trying to do lighter workouts during the week, but like nothing that was like super intense on my knees. It's just, I think my legs have maybe now recovered, but I'm just not as young as I used to be. I fall apart really easily in these days. So yeah.
1: Fact of life. On the topic of Hokas, I'm sorry, we'll get started soon. Um because <laughs> I need I need some new running shoes. I've heard yeah. really good things about Hokas. But yes. then I've also heard really good because you know Michael has his leg injury. Yeah. He really likes the on clouds. Have you worn those or
0: heard anything about them? So I know a lot of people that do wear on clouds. Brooks are also really popular. I mm-hmm. always got hocus because one of my good friends from my spin studio, that's what she wears. And that's what she runs in like exclusively. Like bitch has done marathons, half marathons. And she has only ever done them in hocus. So yeah, okay. that's what okay. I would go by. <laughs> and plus it. they're on after pay. So I know I probably would have to use a firm, but anyways, so that's what I always do because they're like $160 and they have so many colors and so many sizes. They have half sizes. They have the narrow, which is nice because my foot is narrow. Um, So yeah, I always just get a new pair every year and they're really comfortable.
1: Bet. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Most of the people that I know that wear on clouds are men now that I think about it. So
1: Mm, I don't know what
0: that's about, but Derek even was thinking about getting hocus for work for um the hospital. Oh, he totally should yeah well he just wants the nikes for some reason i don't know why and it's so funny because he always wants to get like black shoes because he feel like they won't show dirt as much but i'm also like Ooh. i would just want something that would match because he has to wear those like sky blue scrubs and i was like i just don't feel like black goes with that but you know whatever he's buying definitely I mean.
1: doesn't yeah
0: I agree, but that's what he likes to wear for work. So I was like, what about even a gray? Can we do a gray? All right. (laughs) He just likes the black. And so I was like, okay, but he only wears Nikes. He doesn't wear any other type of shoes. And obviously like Yeezys, but you know, he bought those pre Kanye being crazy. So.
1: I don't know if there's ever been a pre Kanye being crazy. It's probably been like a pre, before we knew Kanye was crazy. That's fair, that's
0: fair. Pre-Donda dying there we go yeah
1: yeah that's more accurate Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but anyways y'all so that is not related to anything that we are talking about today um, we are giving y'all some more bonus content we're going to talk about the ultimatum because this shit is messy so fucking messy i loved every second of it i have actually watched all of the eight episodes that are out right now what well because derek he also likes this show so this is a show we can watch together and since we didn't really do anything this weekend we just watched the Oh <laughs> okay
1: well i am not there
0: yet i know so
1: what
0: the fuck? it's just like when we find a good show to binge together because that's rare we just do it Mm, but yeah yeah, it's good I like the season better than the first one but anyways so for those of you who aren't familiar with the ultimatum or what it's about so the premise of the show is that multiple couples that have been dating for a variety of years some people it's been two years other people it's been seven years it's just kind of like all throughout that there's one person in the relationship who's ready for marriage and the other person is not ready and so the person who is ready for marriage has issued an ultimatum so basically they come together on this show and there are a total of five couples who someone has issued the ultimatum within those couples and basically what happens is the original couples break up then everyone starts dating everyone in the mix. And then the people have to choose someone that they're going to do what they call a trial marriage with. So that means they live together, meet each other's like friends and families and whatnot for a span of three weeks. And then they go back to their original partners and do the same thing for another three week period. And then at the end of that time frame, they have to make a decision about are they going to stay with their original partner and get engaged? Are they going to leave alone? Or are they going to leave with somebody brand new? And so this is the second season of the show. The first season, I was just kind of like, who the fuck would sign up for this?
1: It's the third season, isn't it? Oh, oh yes.
0: Love. I forgot, I forgot. Yes. So yeah, there is a clear yeah. love. Um, but in some, for some reason, they market them differently.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could be categorized right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and so it's interesting that they did that but it's all under the same umbrella of the ultimatum and um nick lachey and vanessa lachey they host the straight version of the show joanna garcia swisher i think hosted the homosexual version of this show even though she is not queer which I thought was interesting. I guess it's just because she's on a Netflix show. But anyways, so yes, this is the third season. You're right. Yeah. And what were some initial thoughts that you had of these first three episodes? So
1: um, my initial thoughts were shit got real hella quick. Like it was which I know we're gonna talk about each couple couple specifically, but I'm like, some of y'all didn't need the ultimatum. Some of y'all just needed to break up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of y'all individually and as a couple needed therapy and mm-hmm. then maybe discuss going on national fucking television and just acting like, I mean, I don't know. I was just like, wow, do these people know that like the world is watching this? y'all just really don't give a fuck granted after we find out what we find out in at the end of episode two and they start getting into the beginning of episode three maybe that's maybe maybe that's a reason justification but still it was just like wow y'all like i don't know it's not giving ultimatum vibes it's giving like another like hella messy ass um Reality TV show. What was that one show where married couples would go and ha- get like counseling? Or maybe they weren't even married. Maybe they were just together. I feel like um, you and mom used to watch it. Marriage. It's not Marriage Boot Camp.
0: Is or it not Marriage it? Boot Camp? I think that sounds right. It's where they, they like all lived in a house together and whatnot. Yeah. And they did like yep. celebrity ones. Yeah. I think that's yes. What mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's the vibe it's giving. It's like we're going to that in forever.
0: <laughs> reality television
1: and we're going to make this shit as easy as possible that's i mean i shouldn't say that for all the couples it's really just that one but
0: fuck well no because i would say some others some others gave me that same kind of vibe and again i agree like y'all thought instead of going to couples therapy that this was the option
1: this was you were going to use this as your therapy instead
0: when there's no therapy component No, they should add that. They
1: totally should. (laughs) That they need to add a week in there to where maybe it's like before they go into the trial marriage or in between the trial marriage and getting back with their partner. Like, what did you learn in your trial marriage? Like, how are you gonna prepare to go back with your partner? Are you prepared to go back with your partner? Like, yeah, they should, yeah.
0: I think so, because that could even be a good like beginning of the show for them instead of just enter them about what their issues are have it be set up like as a therapy session where they're talking through things and then they're talking about what do you want to get out of this experience what are you hoping for and like all that kind of stuff with someone who actually has like a degree and credentials to help them process that that could be so easy peasy uh whoever produces this shit us for this idea, please. Because I would say
1: we expect to produce your credit. If we see this in the next season, mm-hmm. we're going to be coming for you. If not correct, kind of, 100% kidding, maybe. For, real.
0: Yeah. for real though, yeah. <laughs> but with that, let's talk a little bit about the couples. Um, mm-hmm. So in the beginning of the show, we see different couples talking about their stuff at different times. Um, and it's kind of all interwoven in with like the initial explanation of what the ultimatum is. And they really just kind of jump right into it. There's not a lot of like setting the stage or anything like that. Um, and I feel like that was maybe more present in the first season, but I guess now they're just like, people know what's up, so we don't need to waste time doing that, I guess. Um, so the first couple Roxanne and Antonio, they have been together for two years, and he and the couple has issued the ultimatum. He says that he knew he wanted to meet marry her since they've met. She says that she's not ready to get married because she doesn't think that he is ambitious enough, which in my mind means that he is too poor for her. But what were your thoughts about them?
1: I, yeah, I mean, basically, because he makes the the comment that, and this might have been in the second episode when he's, like, dating, that Roxanne has always had an issue with the type of job that he has. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes me wonder, like, Roxanne, well, then what made you want to get with the man in the first place? Like, if you have all these expectations, and they're Mm -hmm. so fucking high, Mm -hmm. like... He clearly was not an astronaut or a fucking neurologist when you met him. So what made you decide, yeah, let me date this person. And then not only let me date them, but then be in a relationship for two years. Like Mm -hmm. if his type of work and his financial stability and all that shit was so important to you from jump, then I don't understand why we're even here.
0: Exactly. No, I 100% agree because, and that's my thing with a lot of the people that are in these couples is that like these things that y'all are talking about are not like newer issues like these things have been present the entire time so why are you just now getting to a point where you don't want to deal with it anymore that i don't understand at all
1: and then also in this in roxanne and antonio's relationship she made the comment that so he's the one that issues the ultimatum but then she made the comment that she wants to see she wants him to see what his life is like without her so Mm. it's giving like i'm the prize which in all fairness you might be the prize but i don't understand how you have that mentality when you're not the one who issued the ultimatum. (laughs) And so like you're saying, it's giving like, I'm too good for you, you're not good enough for me. So like, you should realize that I'm the catch and not be forcing me into this decision, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting from that Mm -hmm. statement that she
0: made yep yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent so they're interesting and i think the age difference between them is only a year like i think she's 31 and he's 30 and so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of like yeah if i'm with a 30 year old that doesn't have their stuff together it's just not gonna be a thing for me
1: but then also like i feel like it's fucked up for her to say that like he's not ambitious because just because he doesn't have his shit together doesn't mean he's not ambitious like he just might be one of those people which again we are the outliers you and i destiny
0: always which
1: maybe roxanne is also an outlier um some people are just not good at like putting together a plan a hundred percent think big thoughts but they don't know how to like take steps or even like outline what can i do to accomplish mm-hmm. this big goal and yeah. so that might be where he's at so like that might be roxanne where you step in as someone who's super fucking ambitious and be like okay this is what you want then let's sit down and talk about how we can make that happen for you so that mm-hmm. both of us can feel more secure in our relationship but she's not even trying to help the nigga get to where he trying to go <laughs>
0: No. And that's exactly what I was thinking is that like, he is not an executor. He is a dreamer. He's a brainstormer, but he can't think of how do I get from point A to point B? And she clearly can. So yes, that could be how they could complement each other in this relationship, but she's just too focused on building her own empire that she can't think of, oh, let me take a second outside of myself because I am an entrepreneur and I do own my own business and I do work for myself how do I say maybe I'm going to put some of my stuff to the side for a second and try to figure out how to help him or at least get him connected to resources that could help him because and I think I can't remember exactly what episode is but like this man's trying to buy a business like he's not just right. sitting around doing nothing anymore but I think yeah. like when he when they came into the relationship that's how he was And so I feel like she still views him that way versus him growing and her actually realizing and acknowledging that. Right. Yeah. Craziness. So then we come to Lisa and Brian, our first black couple.
1: (laughs) I mean, my notes on these two is like a fucking thesis statement. It's. (laughs) <laughs> okay keep going. she
0: showed her whole ass anyways okay so they have been together for two years and lisa is the one that issued the ultimatum i think that she is also like 30 or 31 brian is 28 so like again similar in age she thinks that he's going to end up proposing to her as a result of this process because he hasn't yet felt threatened by her potentially leaving him which I don't know that i would want my dude to propose just because they're scared to lose me but okay whatever right that's just in the list of reasons to get married and i my whole like these people's perspective on marriage on this show is so fucked compared to like Mm -hmm. my perspective it's insane but we'll get to that but anyways so brian feels like he needs more financial stability to be ready which i feel like is a very common thing for dudes especially because i feel like and even though she doesn't necessarily have that same perspective and i think she talks about it a little bit later on i feel like there is in our society this whole pressure for men to be the providers and the main ones making the money and like all the stuff and so they feel like they need to be able to take care of like the big things and that everything that the woman brings in is just like supplemental it's very like old school when like america used to be a place where you could live off of one person's income it's not the case anymore these days unless you were just making a ton of money And so, yeah, it's just weird to me. But she said, like, if he doesn't propose at the end of this, she's going to be done.
1: Yeah. I think, because Michael and I were just having this conversation the other day. um, And he made the comment about providing or something, like, as a man or whatever. And I said, you know what makes you a man, Michael? The fact that you have a fucking penis. Nothing else makes you a man. Being able to quote unquote, provide for a whole entire house, like even if we could live off one person's paycheck, I don't think man, female, whatever, that's not one person's responsibility. You know, like as a when you're thinking about providing for someone's whole ass existence, that's your child from when they're, you know, baby to 18. After that, everybody should be able to provide for them fucking selves. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, and I hate that society has like, what's the word I'm looking for? Conditioned. That's it. Mm-hmm. Conditioned men to feel like they're worthless mm. if they're not able to financially lead the fucking household. Right. Who cares? It's a partnership. First, second, all. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not i don't know and i guess that goes back to the whole thing of like you know back a long long time ago when like men and fathers would look at their women and daughters as property so it's like yeah mm-hmm. i own you but like we're not there anymore no so and have it been and have not been and we're not we're not going back there hopefully you know? we're not well i'm not
0: I mean, neither am i <laughs> but you know it's getting real handmaids to up in this bitch so
1: it, well that is also true Oh yeah, I just I hate that men fall back on that. It's like, oh well, I'm not financially where I need to be.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's, yeah, because it just makes makes me wonder. What'd you say? I feel bad for men who like constantly think that this is the only way that I can show up. Well, and that's
0: what I was gonna say is like the all of these concepts around like manhood are so fucked. I mean, so is, so is womanhood to be clear. It totally is. But I feel like there's more like width in what we can do and be considered women or women identifying Mm -hmm. folks versus what men or men identifying people can do It is very much like, you know, these five things that we've got to like hit the bullets on. And if we're not doing that, then we're not man enough. We're not tough enough. It's just dumb. It's so dumb.
1: And then also it's like, for those people who will stand by that and say that you're not the man, if you're not providing or leading or whatever the other bullet points are, Mm -hmm. why the fuck do you care?
0: Right. Also,
1: you know, like if this is not your son that you're raising, which I pray that nobody is raising their child, their son to, to think this way in 2023, I'm sure it's happening. But like, Surely. if you are, this is a fucking PSA to stop that shit because Please. toxic masculinity is so real mm-hmm. and it's so damaging, like not mm-hmm. only to the man, but like to all of society, like would men think that this is, this is, this is it for them, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Ugh. <laughs>
1: it is what it is though.
0: Truly. So then we get to Ryan and James. They're our high school sweethearts. They have been together like seven years.
1: <laughs> Listen, now for these other couples who are like, okay, we've been together for like eighteen months or two years. I can understand the perspective of okay, what the fuck? We don't we don't need to be we don't necessarily need to be talking about marriage right now. Like, let's just right. keep living life, having a good time, whatever. Like a lot of the times, depending on the intricacies and the experiences that have happened in your relationship in those 24 months you guys don't even know enough about each other to 100%, know 100 percent, sure is this is the person i want to spend the rest of my life with have nope. you all gone through really fucking shitty times have you all had the highest of highs you know like how have you all struggled enough to know okay we can get through anything nope. probably not right um but this bitch right here for them to have been together for seven fucking years and y'all ain't had no discussions like there's been no effort to try to get married well not even that they don't even live together that also and now it would be different if y'all been together for seven years and y'all have decided like marriage is not what we want we just want to be together cool but the fact that at least one of y'all Wants to be married, and it's been seven years, and the other mm-hmm. person is still like, I don't know, bitch. This was not the the step that you should have taken. Mm. You should have left that nigga and been like, you know what, you don't <laughs>
0: want me, right? I feel like because of how old they were, because it feels like honestly, like Dewanna and Joe, you know, right? They were together in high school. They didn't get married until I would say pretty like well after college and whatnot, and they like felt like established and like that that was the move for them. And so it makes me think of that, but at the same time, and it, granted, I don't know what conversations they had. Duwane is our other sister, or one of our other sisters because we got another one too. But anyway, so <laughs> I don't know the conversations that they had about it, but there was never a doubt in my mind that they were going to get married. I don't feel like that was ever like a joe's debating it i feel like it was very clear and i would exactly. say that they also took steps to make oh, sure that they no. wanted to be married and i get that like for these two them living together seems clearly like a very religious situation because they said that they only had ever like the longest amount of time that they had spent together non-stop was on a two-week family vacation that was supervised so that to me says jesus which is fine and i get that like some people don't want to live together before getting married because they see that as a sin I also understand that however if that was the case I just don't understand why then you would like be fucking around about whether or not you want to get married like if you are that truly religious and you feel like I've been with a scroll for seven years she is my life partner I just don't understand where the hesitation would come from, because then he says that like, I don't know if I believe in soulmates and blah, blah, blah. He also is one of the Mm. ones that wants to be in a better financial place, but like she's ready. I just, yes, at the seven year mark, regardless, I'm going to have some questions because a hundred percent, if he's saying, I don't know, I'm saying no, moving on right and also she's what she's 24 are you kidding me she, the and world is her fucking oyster she can go out and find a dude tomorrow. Right.
1: that's also what I was gonna say like I could un- like the only thing that kind of makes sense in this situation as to why they haven't taken but then also before I go there just because you get engaged to someone does not mean that you all have to get married six months later, you know, you could have been dating in an exclusive committed relationship for these seven years proposed and then taken two or three years to decide, okay, now it's time for us to test out what this would be like in a Mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how you should do that instead of going on the ultimatum to test out how it would be in a marriage. But you know, I'm no rocket scientist when it comes to relationships. However, the only thing that i feel like okay let's give him a little bit of grace because Mm -hmm. she's the one issuing the ultimatum is that they are both really young if they've been dating since they were 16. like he's what she's what he's they're both 24.
0: he's 23 and she's 24.
1: so okay a 23 year old man he in his brain is maybe like 15 16. 100% okay maybe 18 best case scenario I'm gonna give him 18 because he's religious (laughs) you know what I'm saying so at like he's not ready regardless of how long y'all have been together because he's still immature his brain hasn't even fully developed neither of theirs has neither of theirs has right but as women we just like know it it doesn't take we don't have to play the field to figure out okay this is who I want to be with you know like it just it just comes easier to us when it comes to the process of thinking yeah but for him like you have to realize he's a baby still he's Mm -hmm. a baby
0: yeah and when you when you were talking about the people being engaged and getting married after the fact i had a sorority sister like that like she came into college engaged to her dude and then they got mm -hmm. married maybe like a year or two after college and they're still together and they have been together since high school and like right. everyone at the time thought it was kind of weird. Cause like even going to school in the South, sometimes you're like, huh, that feels like a lot, but it's worked for them. And so right. I feel like they could too have done that same type of thing, just because I feel like again, especially white women, they feel like getting engaged is like a sign of commitment. And I'm like, huh. okay, you say so, but yeah, right so. And also like, she should
1: realize that he's not ready not only based on his age but the fact that he said that he he's not sure if he believes in a one true love because Mm -hmm. there's eight billion people on the planet Mm -hmm. that comment right there when we're recording i would have been like you know what what's his name james i'm like you know what james you're right i'm gonna let you go find somebody else to entertain (laughs) because so you're saying basically you're with me for these seven years out of convenience pretty much yeah because
0: it was too hard to get out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, and that it was funny when he brought that up too, because I was like, I don't know that I believe in soulmates, but I think that there are people who complement each other really well and that you have to make the choice to love that person and like work through things with them. And, and I think
1: Trey says that, like, mm, mm-hmm. right? I think it's so. It's like, yes. Yeah. And then, but she also made the comment like, yeah, there might be the per there might be multiple people for you that are perfect. That doesn't mean that you're going to find them. So right. like, she was like, well, if you find one, I think that you should like water that
0: relationship. And I was
1: like, God bless her. She's so
0: stinking cute. She is, but also she makes a lot of sense. And like you were saying, yes. she's clearly more mature because she has said, regardless, I have chosen you. So you are the person that I'm going to like invest energy in making it work with. And like, that's Mm -hmm. it. And you know, there is, and I think, I can't remember if it's an episode of Black Mirror or if it's something else, but there's this show, no, it's a whole other show on Netflix, but there's a show where this woman has developed some kind of technology that will tell you like who your person is or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you have a choice about whether or not you want to see that information And it really fucks some people up because they're like, well, if I know that my one true person is this other dude, but I have a whole ass life over here with this person, then like, what do I do? And so in the show, I think it's a woman. I think she like leaves the family that she has created to go pursue this relationship with this totally other dude, just because they're supposed to be the most compatible in the world. And I'm like, that's crazy, that is insane that
1: is beyond insane because just because granted i don't know shit about like twin flames and all that other weird shit that people talk about when it comes to soulmates Uh, but you know what pause i told mom the other day i was like mom do you think it's possible that you're my soulmate yes (laughs) he was like i mean i guess i was like yeah i think you are Mm um (laughs) but anywho um
0: It's like that sex in the city quote where they're like, you know, maybe the dudes are just here. And then our friends are our soulmates.
1: And that's the thing too. I don't think that like, just because you're quote unquote, most compatible person or you're whatever the lady was trying to sell, Mm -hmm. just because it's somebody different than who you're with. I still don't think that that means that the relationship is going to be positive because that person, depending on where they're at in their life, Mm-hmm. they might still be in a really shitty place or like what know? if they live
0: somewhere that you would never want to live or like what if they don't right. speak the same language as you i mean exactly. there are just so many like different types Variable. of things but i think you because it's your quote unquote soulmate, you're like primed to want to go into it to make it work when you could just do that with anybody for the most exactly
1: part. exactly and that makes me think about Y'all know I always got to plug my dude, Creflo Dollar. This is not a paid sponsorship, but it could be. Um, on his podcast, the sermon that I listened to this past week, it talked about like how people who are living for themselves are going to always constantly struggle. And then he was talking about specifically in relationships. They're going to struggle between being the partner they know they should be and then wanting to be out in the rest of the world, because it's a constant battle between, you know, your spiritual self and the flesh. Mm -hmm. So like, to me, in my opinion, James making the statement that there's 8 billion people in this world, how do I know that you are the one for me? It's like, okay, so there's another indicator that his his maturity even, not even just as an individual, but his maturity to be so religious in the word of God is really not, it's not all the way mature yet because mm. he's still sitting here thinking about, well, what about all these other options? Yeah. And you're going to continue to think about what about all these other options. You're going to continue to lust over other people. You're going to continue to do worldly things and seek worldly things because you're living for yourself and you're not letting God lead your life. Ryan granted I don't know that girl but like this is who God has put in front of you right now so like either choose to make it work with her because she's so committed to you Mm -hmm. or go out there and like somebody made the quote one time the grass is not greener on the other side the grass is greener where you decide to water it
0: Mm -hmm. period Yep, that's it Exactly. I feel like that was in a rap song is it? I think so I'm like hearing it in my head but I can't think of who it Mm -hmm. is that said it Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll Google it. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was Ryan and James. So, fun. Um, <laughs> so, next we have Raya and Trey. Um, so, they have been, they are other black couple. They have been dating for two years. Um, Trey is 28. Raya is 24. Um, and he is the one in the couple issuing the ultimatum which makes sense I think in this situation because not only is she 24, but she just doesn't really seem to know like what she wants to do or like what her path is in life. They also have very different models of relationships that they've seen. Like Trey's parents have been in a relationship married forever. Raya has only ever seen a single parent household, not really a successful relationships. And so they're just coming at this marriage thing with very different perspectives. And then it was funny because in their initial interview, he describes like their first Valentine's Day together, which sounded nice to me. But according to her, it wasn't exactly like the TikTok video that he based it on. So she wasn't totally satisfied. And I was like, that's some bullshit, but OK. Um, so, yeah, they're also an interesting pairing because I'm like, I don't even know how y'all met each other.
1: Raya to me, beautiful girl but she's giving very much city girls yeah that's the vibe I get from her and she wants to live in the city
0: so it makes sense
1: (laughs) right and I'm like Trey which fucking props to Trey you're 28 and you are like begging and pleading a woman to marry you man that is extremely fucking commendable truly um because as the world knows men y'all for some reason take forever to get your shit together Mm. and decide what it is that you really want Mm. so for him to to be to issue the ultimatum i think that's that as a black man on top of that okay Mm -hmm. um i think that's very commendable but yeah so the comment about the fucking valentine's day shit then she wants to go to complaining about how he doesn't do anything sweet or how he doesn't ask to take her on a date bitch your first fucking valentine's day Mm -hmm. he's talking about he's laid out like I don't know if he said rose petals, but like yeah. he's laid out shit all over the house. He's got candles. He's got Beyonce playing in the background. He's got lingerie laid out for you. Mm. And you want to say it's not like the TikTok video?
0: He's crazy. I At wish point, I wish Derek would do some shit like that for me.
1: You know, I haven't got to really see if Michael has a romantic side. I think just because like life circumstances, he's just so like bogged Pre-occupied. down. He's,
0: yeah. he's very
1: much one of those people who like can't compartmentalize, which is totally fine. I get it, I understand it for sure. Um, Whereas if it were me, right, if it were me, I would be like, okay, this part of my life sucks. So let me focus on this part of my life, you know? Um, But I do feel like, I feel like Michael would be a romantic. Yeah, But then also Michael is very, very traumatized by his past relationships. I feel like Mm. he's talked about some of the romantic things he's done in the past and then the ways it's just gotten shot down. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, so sad. So yes, like any man, and then again, a black man who goes out of his way to put that much thought and effort into a special day like that, and you have the nerve to fix your fucking mouth to say it's not like the videos? Bitch, what you see on TikTok, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, Facebook, Messenger, all them (sighs) other fucking death traps. I truly, the older I get, I'm really hating
0: social media. But
1: (laughs) you see all that shit and think that that's reality,
0: Mm or like that it's someone's regular experience. Like, no, they did this shit for social media.
1: For social media,
0: duh, (laughs) dummy. She's twenty four though
1: so she's very yeah that. she's very immature um and she gives me like I came on this show because I really don't want to be with Trey like that mm-hmm. but like I know that this is going to like boost my social
0: media presence so like, said the why. same thing
1: really that's <laughs> that's the exact vibe it
0: gives and y'all are cancer I mean, so y'all pick up on that shit we sure do I thought I was just like maybe she's just you know trying to figure it nope. out, <laughs> we can see through all
1: the fucking bullshit. We may not have an answer for it up front. But we recognize bullshit when bullshit is presented to us.
0: Yep, exactly. And so then our final couple is Alex and Kat. I would say they're the most boring to me.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, when we go back, she also made the comment oh. back to Raya. Uh-huh. Like James, she said that there's so many beautiful people here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just like, or so many good looking guys. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then you know, it pans to Brian, Mm -hmm. Lisa's current partner. Mm -hmm. And I was just like that right there again, the immaturity, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be someone better looking than your partner. There's always going to be someone more financially stable. There's always going to be someone who you if you will, if you allow the devil to play tricks with your mind that will plant a seed of wow well i wonder what it would be like to be with this person and that's where it's so important because again also michael shared this book with me about the battle of the mind and it's just like you have to have ultimate control over your thoughts mm-hmm. because if not you're always going to be in the cycle of well, what about that person what about this person mm-hmm. well what if you know i don't know maybe we can make this work and it's like mm-hmm. no bitch. either you want to be in a committed relationship or you want to fucking play the field it that's it it's two pronged there's no in-between space there's no gray area
0: that's it and the thing about that is that just like you're thinking those thoughts trey can be thinking the same shit about you
1: right but he's clearly not he's not and if he is he's also probably thinking like okay i saw this video on instagram yesterday and it was i was like oh if more men, black men, I don't care what white men do in their lives and their relationships, (laughs) but if more black men could think, he was like, he made the comment that God is with me. He was like, so I don't have any desire to be with anyone else. And he he's like, and I know that I don't have that desire because of God. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, I could go have a conversation with a woman and not think shit about her. Mm -hmm. Or, um, he was like, if, He was like, I don't think about cheating on my woman because I know God is with me. And if he's with me, he's definitely with her. And he's gonna tell her what I did. And it's like, yeah, I feel like that's the type of man that Trey is. Granted, Trey could be fucking us over like SK on Love is Blind. Mm. And he could be a total piece of shit. I hope not.
0: He could be. You're right though. (laughs) After that SK con, I will never, I'll never trust another dude on reality television ever again. I know. He played
1: us big time he played us but that's that's the vibe that trey gives off after this first episode agreed
0: agreed so yeah yeah okay so then so back to alex and cat again they're boring um but they've been dating for two years i think they're similar ages um i think both in their late 20s early 30s somewhere around there cat issued the ultimatum because she knows that she's ready to be with him He doesn't know. And basically they say that they do a lot of things together. Like they're a very adventurous couple, but that there's not a lot really of substance or depth to their relationship, which I thought was really interesting to admit on television, but whatever. Um, And that's kind of what we see from them. I would say they're the couple I would, I would say that gets kind of like the least amount of like engagement, I guess, in these first set of episodes.
1: When I saw Cat pop up on the screen, I don't think it was until episode two, and I was like, "Wait a minute, were they in the first episode?" So, like, yes, you saying that like they're boring. I was like, "Wait a minute, who are y'all?" <laughs> yeah, I just didn't have. I mean, he just seems extremely uninterested. Is it uninterested or disinterested? Whichever. I think both. Yeah. Um, he seems extremely disinterested in her, which is pretty sad. Um, but yeah, other than that, he makes the comment also, or was it her that asked? No, it was her that asked. Kat asked him, why are you not ready? Which to me, I'm like, does it matter if someone's not ready? They're just not ready. So pressuring the whole concept of the ultimatum to me is is baffling because as women if no one taught you here's a psa you can never make a man do something that they're not ready to do and the moment that you force a man into something there's going to be resentment so I, I don't even understand why this show was created, but I know people give ultimatums. And like, what's that boy's name? Nick Lachey said, science, psychology, whatever, shows us the ultimatum is not the way to get your partner to do whatever it is that you want him to do. But nonetheless, here, here we are. So she right. asks him why he's not ready. And he says, his response was so interesting. He says he's logical and practical. Mm-hmm. I was like, so wait, is she not logical and practical? But he didn't like explain band on what mm-hmm. that meant no. and then he was saying that they both struggled to express themselves
0: yeah which is very clear
1: I was like yeah y'all just seem like yeah it's not it for these two mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine them ending up together I um, can't imagine me. any of these
0: two yeah. ending up together to be fair mm-hmm. just could not mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> like, because even in the first or the very, yeah, the very first season, I was kind of like, mm, I don't 100% see it, but like, I can kind of see it for some people. This cast, I'm like, nope, y'all all should have come here to break up and like, move on.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So. We get to the actual, like, kind of beginning of the episode, now that we've moved through all the couples. Also, funny note, this opening song definitely sounds like it's by Nick Cliche. so I just thought that was hilarious. I wonder if it is. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, you remember he's in 98 Degrees, um, but, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Gonna... He is a singer originally. Um, but anyways, so after we hear all of these initial thoughts from them, they're walking into the space to kind of meet each other and meet the hosts. Which again, I'm like, why do we keep having Les Shay's host these shows? I understand that they, I think, pitch these or producers or something. But like, we could get some other hosts, especially after that piss poor performance in the Love is Blind season four reunion. We need new people in the mix. Like I get that y'all are married and that like Vanessa admits to us that she did issue an ultimatum and like that's probably how they came up with the concept of this show but like we could have other people doing this like there are tons of other relationship experts out there who are not them who could be more impactful why
1: why does everyone say that she did such a bad job with the love is blind reunion
0: did you watch it
1: i did and i was just like i mean what did i don't know maybe i need to go back and rewatch it because i was like i don't know i just feel like well yeah, i think she did terribly
0: part of it is because it was live so they all and it wasn't actually live when we saw it but they mm-hmm. all were acting very differently than we had come to see them on the show so it just felt like everyone was just a little off and a little tense and a little like oh. i want to be super careful about what i'm saying because this is live and like i don't get a chance to redo this even though again the shit ended up not being live so there was that
1: but Got she it. just
0: like i I don't know what it was she was making these weird faces and i think typically you would be able to just edit that out but because it was live they couldn't move the camera fast enough and then she kept asking the couples who were together when they were having kids and i was like vanessa stop maybe some people don't want to have kids. Maybe they've been trying and have been challenged by that. And it was like constant. It was like every other sentence out of her mouth was asking them about children. So if you go back and rewatch it, I'm surprised you didn't notice that because being somebody who doesn't want kids, I was very much like girl. They said no the first time or they said they're not there yet So like calm down. Also, these people have only been together for a year. Like you don't need to have kids right away. Chill the fuck out. So yeah, she just it was just a lot. And then I think she didn't go as hard on some people as she should have, like, obviously, the whole like Jackie not being there thing was a thing. And then she didn't go hard on Micah, or Irina, which is fucking crazy. Mm. And so yeah, there were just a lot of like missed opportunities that I would say if for her to have done better.
1: Got it. Okay got yeah. it yeah maybe i'll go back and rewatch that doesn't after the alter thing come back on this week next yeah week? on friday, friday? Mm-hmm. oh yeah okay so got it. yeah
0: um so anyways back to the actual episode like you mentioned nick points out that <laughs> ultimatums aren't generally successful but they're still doing this anyway um and that they also know that people there are compatible with multiple people and i was like how do they know that? Like, do they take an assessment or something? Like, I don't know. I just wonder, like, how do you know that the people that are there are compatible with multiple other people that are there? Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting to me. And then I was like, side note, I wonder if Jessica Simpson watches this show or has ever watched this show.
1: What is Jessica Simpson doing in life these days?
0: Well, you know, she had like a really big issue with alcoholism that came out recently and so I think she's sober now. I wanna say she maybe recently wrote a book. Um, She still is doing like all of her like, you know, shoes and whatnot and like clothes. Oh, She's just not singing. But yeah, no, she's still in the bag, don't worry.
1: (laughs) Got it, okay
0: um but yeah so I just wonder like has she ever watched this and you know because they talk a little bit they allude to their previous relationships and I'm like obviously we very publicly know that he and um Jessica Simpson were together so I just wonder but that has nothing to do with this show itself but basically they after they initially introduce this whole thing and they close out the first night the couples are going to like spend their last night together before they like quote unquote break up and start dating other people and we also see that raya has clocked brian like jalen mentioned earlier so she's already got her eyes set on another dude
1: yep because she is a thought well i shouldn't say that i'm trying to work on not judging people but back to creflo creflo says judgment is not a sin it's judging without having the facts he didn't use, he didn't say it that way but basically that's what he was saying granted i don't have the facts so i'm not going to say she thought i'm going to say the vibe <laughs> that she's giving off is thought so yes she her and brian both it feels like that they're both there just to fuck around with other like just to have a hall pass essentially that's yep. what it's that's what it feels like
0: yep I would agree. So then we start to see all the couples kind of going through their like last nights together and they're talking about, you know, just like what more of their issues are and getting into, you know, kind of a little bit more of the meat of it. Um, And everyone is kind of entering this in a very like different way. I think the most notable thing that happens during the like final night is that Lisa and Brian are in the thick of their conversation. And you can already tell that she's super concerned about him dating other people and having to watch it. Um, which makes me wonder, why did you come on the show? Because you were the one that issued the ultimatum. And so we see them going to bed and they seem fine. But then we get like a middle of the night argument between the two of them. And we don't know what's happened. We're seeing it, you know, and that we like, mounted camera in their bedroom where it's dark. And they're just like, she's yelling at him. He's trying to calm her down. She wants to go home. It's like a whole thing. But then they wake back up and we see them again at 730 in the morning. And they're like, basically fine. And I'm confused because I'm like, did he do something? What happened? I don't know. And then we really don't know what ends up happening between the two of them. It just seems like she's super fixated on him dating other people, and isn't really thinking about how she's going to navigate this process for herself.
1: Yeah, I feel like she probably didn't consider strongly enough the fact that your partner gets to be with someone else.
0: Which I don't know how. And you're essentially,
1: like, I don't think she really considered, like, I think she was just like, okay, if I give him this ultimatum, like, it's going to make him, you know, instantaneously decide that I'm the one that he wants to be with. Mm -hmm. And then I think, because hadn't the couple seen each other at this point? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, she probably caught that homegirl was googly eyeing him, or maybe she looked at Raya like she was a threat because Mm -hmm. of her look um and knows because this also made me think what has happened in their past Mm -hmm. because her reaction to a lot of things in these first few episodes is very i don't know it just seems imbalanced for what we're seeing in real time or like right now yeah so it makes me wonder if there have has been cheating in the past if Mm -hmm. brian has a type and rye is his type and so when she spotted that Mm -hmm. you know her wheels just started turning i think it
0: was a lot and a combination of a lot of um it feels like a trauma but, response like she has dealt with thousand. this before and so maybe not even with him but like maybe not maybe not even with brian and right. he didn't seem super surprised by it so this nope. is clearly not the first time brian. that's happened exactly this is
1: this is probably her um on a regular basis but then also like i mean throughout this episode and the next i don't feel like brian does a lot to like make her feel secure Mm-hmm. So even if this is a trauma response, mm-hmm. you clearly know that this is her, the way that she reacts to certain situations because when they're getting ready to go, and sorry, <laughs> <laughs> when they're getting ready to go into that dinner, mm-hmm. what does he say to her? He says something like, make sure you manage how you react yeah, or your reaction. Yeah, yep. He makes that comment. Yep. So it's like you knowing this about her, you should know that you as the man, even if you're not the one who inflicted the trauma, has to just, and I would not even say as the man, as the partner not affected, you, yeah. you have to do a little bit more to be reassuring to your partner. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we're here to figure this out between you and I, like, be really gentle, be consoling. Um, And he's just kind of like, okay, well, you brought me here. So, like, mm-hmm. what's the problem? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Very, very much so. And so then the morning after the last night continues, people are getting ready to disperse and start the day dates. And so everyone is hanging out at the pool. They're starting to essentially like not speed date each other, but they're starting to mix and mingle a little bit more. And so I would say some of the notable like dates that we clock are Raya and James, but also Raya and Brian, like we predicted We see Trey vibing with Ryan, which is also very confusing, Ryan, Ryan. But anyways, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Uh, We see Roxanne and Alex really bonding over being entrepreneurs and really focused on business. And so we can already start to kind of clock some of the potential trial marriages that may be happening. And so as we shift into the night portion of this activity, what everybody I think is kind of like generally done dating and they're all just like hanging out together as a group at cocktail hour, we start to see some more of like the mess unfolding because Roxanne probably asked to do so by a producer, asks everybody who was everyone's best date that day, which I was like, yeah, girl, I don't know what you thought that conversation was going to do. Wait. Uh, Yeah.
1: It was Roxanne who asked that? Yes. I thought it was uh, Roxanne. It was Roxanne? I thought it was um, Lisa.
0: No, so Roxanne initially asked the question, and then I think Lisa kind of like kept egging it on, I believe, and Mm. then the guys were all deflecting, and so they were like, well, then Lisa, you answer the question. And then she says Mm. it was Antonio that she vibed with the most that day. Antonio? That's what she said. Mm Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Ryan said that she liked Trey. And then Raya says that of the dates that she had, she had the most in common with Brian. And that is when Lisa starts getting mad.
1: Yeah, she starts to fucking spiral. And
0: like, I spiral like I've never seen anything spiral yeah. in my life. Yeah. So Lisa then asks Brian to talk and she's like you know why are we still together if it's this hard which yes girl i would agree um and she basically is like you know i'm regretting coming to this and he's trying to keep her chill but she's just not having it whatsoever and then she's like you know what just go ahead and do your thing and so after she says that he does so and goes to talk to raya Mm -hmm. And then Lisa pulls Roxanne to the side because Lisa and Roxanne apparently have connected the most in the group of women. And she is basically talking about how upset she is and Roxanne's trying to like, tell her to chill and tell her to chill. But also like, if you feel like you need to talk to him then do that. So then Lisa decides that she's going to go interrupt Raya and Brian and super rude in general. Raya then like skirts skirts out of there. And so then it just becomes this huge blow up between Lisa and Brian with his paperclip shirt. She pushes him in front of everybody. And that is like the crazy ass ending to the first episode, which is fucking wild.
1: She pushes him in the face.
0: Literally. I was like, girl, what are you doing?
1: What are you? Yeah. Like trauma response times 50 Mm -hmm. that was so uncalled for Mm -hmm. i was like what in the actual fuck is happening right now right again like i said in the beginning do y'all realize this shit is on national television yeah i don't know
0: yeah i don't know and so as we get into episode two um we see there's just like a continuation of that specific scene Um, everyone is like, whoa, what is going on here? Because I just don't think they expected it to get to that same type of place. But then we ultimately end up with, you know, the night kind of dying down and people just kind of continuing on their separate ways, um, to the next part of the process, which is just continuing to date the other folks. And, connect, and continuing to date the people that they have connected with most after this, like, initial, I guess, day of dates. And so we see Roxanne and Alex together, and Alex is basically telling us that Roxanne and Kat are super different, and he actually feels like a lot of the things that he wants Kat to have, Roxanne already has. They have a weird chemistry with each other. I don't really understand the romance in it, but, like, it just, it just seems that... They're both so like-minded about being very focused on business that that's why they're connecting. And it's not because they're necessarily attracted to each other. And I think mm-hmm. that she likes him because he has money, to be honest. I really and in that
1: case, y'all should just start a business together. That don't mean that y'all should like be life partner, romantic life partners.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I agree. And then on the white or on the the white side lord on the opposite side (laughs) uh, we see cat and antonio and antonio is talking about his previous situation how basically he's never been stable and up until really i think he met roxanne didn't have motivation to get to that place but he's almost to the point now where he could cover everything and then he explains to us that he wants to be able to pay for all the bills and wants to have roxanne just be able to use her money for like fun stuff and saving And I was like, what kind of relationship model of this? Because it feels very hashtag white people shit. Like, again, I don't see why anyone would aspire to that.
1: I don't either. And even if the world has conditioned you to be the provider, I just don't so you want to be working the hours that because roxanne they alluded to in the first well not alluded to she said in the first episode she's literally working from sunup to sundown and Mm -hmm. he was like and even when you're asleep you're working so i don't know why you or anyone would want to have to work that much to be able to support the partner who also has a full-time fucking job but so that they can use their money on The luxuries of life. It just doesn't make sense. It seems very imbalanced. But Mm -hmm. I feel like because she has probably like berated him to feeling like he's worthless without being able to provide financially or like being quote unquote not ambitious, that he's like, okay, well, I can show her I'm ambitious if I get a really good job and I'm able to pay for everything. And then she can just use her money for whatever she wants to use it for. But for a chick like Roxanne, she probably doesn't give a fuck if you are able to provide for her and her use her money for what she wants to use it to, because she can do both if she's, you know, as successful as she's claiming she is. So yeah, it just, I feel, I kind of feel bad for Antonio. He seems like a battered man.
0: Well, I think that part of it too, is, I don't know what he grew up with in terms of examples, but like, I don't think it's just coming from her. I think he also probably is like, why the fuck have I not done enough to like actually provide for myself?
1: yeah yeah that's fair
0: and so then kat tells us that she basically like never wants to fight with people and so she (laughs) just essentially is a pushover like she gets upset about things but she just moves on because she would rather not have it addressed than have there be an issue about it and I and then she and Antonio were both like, "Yeah, I think we're navigating the this process the best." And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what? Just because y'all don't have any conflicts, you think you're doing a good job? Okay, sure."
1: Right. And as a as uh, avoiding conflict is not managing conflict. It's not dealing with conflict. So even if you avoid it for ooh, who did I make this comment about? Ryan. Oh, dang. Well, it could also apply to cat. Even if you ignore conflict for so long and you just go along with the flow and you tell him he's right even when you know he's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know why any female would do that. Mm-hmm. But um, over time that that's going to lead to resentment. Yes. Um, and then that's how people snap.
0: Mm-hmm. So, show. I would show.
1: suggest the entire fucking series. So, cat if you're listening, I know you're probably not. Anybody friends with Kat who's listening, you're also probably not. But in the off chance that that is happening, Kat, you should seek therapy for that, like immediately, because that's not the way to navigate life. And then in relationships where you're just so willing to be the pushover, that leads to abuse, um, emotional, physical, psychological, whatever. So yeah, you should work on that.
0: Agreed. 100%. And so then we move into the next day and we're seeing day dates between Raya and James and Raya and Brian, but then also we're seeing dates between Trey and Lisa and Trey and Ryan. And so we have like a switching of the partners type of situation that's going on here. And it's very interesting because I would have never originally thought that Raya and James would have had so much in common with each other. But they do. And I was just like, wow. And it was funny to me that I felt like, I think James said that he had opened up more to Raya than he had been able to open up with Ryan in a long time. And I was like, there should be nothing that in seven years you have not been able to tell your partner. That's crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like from that perspective, and this is another reason why I get like, Instagram model city girl vibes from Raya because you can tell in her conversations with James, like you guys are talking about real life shit, like deep shit. But with Brian, it seems just like a sexual tension when you guys are talking. Granted, I won't say that their conversation in whatever, like apartment or high top terrace type environment, whatever, they did talk about, like, you know, what are expectations for marriage and kids, but with James, it was like, okay, we're unpacking childhood trauma and like how that impacts us as adults and how that impacts us in relationships and how that's going to impact us moving forward. I haven't gotten that from her and Brian. I just get that they both want to fuck each other. So.
0: Well, and I haven't gotten that from her and Trey either, which is why I'm like, how right. are you in a relationship with this man for two years and you haven't, at least it seems to me, had those types of conversations?
1: And see, I think she is i think she just wants to be taken care of honestly that's probably why that's probably why she's with trey is because he provides her with stability
0: Mm -hmm. but then
1: she she wants everything without giving anything truly is what it seems like also
0: so i agree i agree and i think to your whole read between like Her versus James, or her with James versus her with Brian. I think 100% that makes total sense. Like, she just wants to, like, have sex with Trey. I mean, with, not Trey, sorry, Uh, with Brian. James, she feels, like, an emotional, like, connection. Right. So, anyway, we then move over to Trey and Lisa and Trey and Ryan. And so, Trey is helping Lisa, or debriefing with Lisa from the night before. And I was surprised the bitch even showed up, because it had been me. I just would have gotten out of
1: there. I I was very shocked by that too.
0: But he seems to be the type of partner that she would need in terms of having somebody who is really helping her process why she reacted the way that she reacted versus just like being upset with her about it. And I get that that's easier to do when you're not in a relationship with someone else uh, or with that person. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting to me. Um, and so they were vibing really, really well and then the second that she says that she played basketball trey had like an instant heart on it was so funny to me (laughs) (laughs) because they were talking about how he and raya don't have a lot in common and so they ended up talking about hair and makeup which is like why again if y'all have been together for two years and you can't find anything else to talk about other than like things that impact her and not you i don't understand why you're continuing to like sit in that relationship i i just really would love to know from trey's perspective what exactly do you like about her other than she's cute because i'm not getting a lot of substance from her
1: that's probably the driving force is that she's attractive and he's like we would have attractive babies And then he's like, you know, because she's so good looking and, you know, we never know what the past may look like. It's like that episode of Vanderpump Rules when Tom Sandoval is saying that Stassi is the best looking woman that Frank has ever been with. Mm -hmm. That could be the case for Trey. And Trey's maybe like, well, damn, she's the most beautiful thing that I've ever been able to be in a relationship with. So, like, fuck all the other things. Like, let me just kind of, like, overlook those and make it work because she is gorgeous. But baby looks fade and I know for black people it takes a little bit longer for them to fade but they still fade you know and you don't want someone who's just pretty to be raising your kids you Mm -hmm. want someone who has fucking substance um substance 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 Substance. Mm -hmm. got it character integrity like who has their shit together who's ambitious who's motivated like who can hold her own not a 23 24 year old who's working at
0: Hooters come on now Yeah. 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 And so then we see him with Ryan and he says that even though he really likes Lisa, that he feels like he can be more of himself with Ryan and they connect over being from um, towns like right next to each other in South Carolina. And he basically is like, you know, it's hard for me to enjoy dating you because i don't know if you feel the same way and she's like well no i do but also like i have a hard time expressing emotions and i was like yep but also yay that you can acknowledge that that's great um and they just seem to have a lot in common and she always reaffirms him when he talks about an insecurity with her which i think is really great and he says Mm -hmm. to the audience that he loves raya but he's also starting to see a potential path with other people too
1: yeah and and he also is coming to the revelation i don't know he might have said that in his conversation with um lisa that he's like damn because it's so easy to connect with other people am i forcing something to with raya and the answer is yes trey you're forcing it you're forcing it hard
0: totally um
1: but back to his conversation with ryan and like he's like pumping her up like you're so beautiful you're the type and so that's another reason why i feel like he's with raya just like Mm -hmm. or the main focus is her looks because he he says the same thing when it comes to ryan like you're one of those girls who walks down the street and then men stop and are like ooh, wow Mm -hmm. you know and i'm just like well one i mean she's pretty but like i mean it's not like it's like angelina jolie like she's a basic ass white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes and Mm -hmm. on that note she gives me did you ever watch that movie on lifetime the blue-eyed butcher no <laughs> no, no I didn't. Oh, that's the vibe that ryan gives me that oh, is no. the vibe just like so agreeable so smiley so bubbly but like one I'll night she's you. just gonna like yeah like 60 70 times i'm gonna have to send you a picture i'm gonna have to find the girl because you know the actor who played her um, but i can't think of her name but yeah oh,
0: okay i'll have to look it up yeah but anyway, so we see kind of where people are at heading into the Choice Dinner. So everyone arrives and then Nick points out, which Vanessa's not there, so maybe she had to go film for NCIS Hawaii or whatever. Um, but right. Nick, well, that's what happened during one of the other seasons is that she had to go film, so she wasn't there. But he points out that Lisa and Brian aren't there. And I remembered this moment from the trailer, but I wasn't expecting it at the same time. And he says to us that Lisa took a pregnancy test and the bitch is pregnant. And so her and Brian have pulled out of the experience. And I was like, what? That's crazy.
1: That was literally the most, <laughs> I was not expecting to hear that. No. The, like. That was I don't know I was just like wait what what in the actual fuck yeah um and I hate that I mean not in a bad way like kids for people who want them are blessings right. I hate it for Lisa because I feel like she really could have found like a genuine uplifting supportive partner not a boyfriend yeah um not someone that she's begging and pleading to grow up and get his shit together and be ready but like she could have found a genuine partner in trey and i would have loved to see where their relationship went Mm -hmm. because it just looked like you said it just looked like there was balance between them and like for both of them they would have been the perfect match Mm -hmm. um and now that's completely derailed and we won't get to see any of that yep um which which sucks but you know God has things happen for a reason. So, you know, maybe, maybe this is something to help Brian grow up, put a little bit more pep in his step. I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah okay but pause yeah. the chick who played blue Wild butcher was sarah paxton wasn't she like a Disney <gasps> yes
0: Disney? so she was in yeah she was in halloween town after they switched from the original marnie, yes. kimberly j brown to another marnie which made no sense And i feel like that's the only movie where she wasn't a blonde but then she was also in sleepover when she was like the mean girl that was dating the high Yay. school guy and she was an aquamarine she was in a lot of stuff and she typically played a mean girl i feel like she also may have been in summerland i think
1: oh really yeah i I'm think so now i don't think oh but summerland was a tv show oh yes yeah. she was in summerland
0: yeah i as say. I feel like she I was like somebody justin mccartney liked or whatever in that show Uh oh, i loved that show so good
1: it was good damn she's played in a lot of stuff she has huh okay sorry back to the topic at hand
0: but yes her playing a serial killer makes perfect sense I feel like that yep. was a good progression for her <laughs> but anyway so that's kind of where season or not season Lord episode two ends and then we come right into episode three and we see her sitting on the couch just like seeming distraught but not like upset just kind of like oh my God like so uncomfortable so then Brian gets there and she's like yeah I want to talk to him you and he's like oh my God like what's going on she's like no no it's not anything bad just me to talk to you so he comes over and she tells him pretty like instantly that she's pregnant and he is petrified, petrified. I could not gauge like what his actual reaction was. And then he ends up saying that he's happy and that he's excited, but it ultimately seemed like damn I'm caught initially.
1: yep, yep. And then when they go back to the dinner, I can't remember who makes the comment, but somebody is like, do you think she knew before she got here? Mm, mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm. Because I just think the timing of that, which, you know, yeah god's timing mm-hmm. is above all else but i'm just like that the odds yeah of y'all coming into this experiment mm-hmm. and then you you going the fuck off like you did mm-hmm. pushing this nigga in his face mm-hmm. on national television which could have just which, been hormones i was about to say he did a really good job of maintaining his composure but yes could have been hormones mm-hmm. but it, yeah it makes you wonder was this all an elaborate setup i hope not
0: mm. I would hope not, too, because she wasn't women showing. Are,
1: she wasn't, but women are very manipulative. Women are very, you know, mm-hmm. they have a way of going about getting what they want, you know, if they're desperate enough. So yeah,
0: that's true. But, you know, I looked them up on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I don't think that they're married. Yeah, because I was like, is this true? They have a boy, yeah. apparently. Oh. Um, they're together okay. still, but, like, I don't oh. think that they're married or engaged from what I saw yeah wow mm-hmm. even That's though she was hoping that this would like speed him up
1: of course and I was like no ma'am what
0: you should have done if you didn't do this was either have been on birth control or used a condom or both mm-hmm. because yep I wouldn't want to have a kid with somebody who didn't know if they wanted to be married to me or not I just wouldn't want that Why? unless I we had decided even... we didn't want to be married period
1: Exactly. I can't imagine because then it's like the rest of your life, if if Brian sticks around, it's like, are you here because you feel like you are obligated to be here because of this child, or are you here because you really want to? And I am I think women like that, and like this is no shade, but I think women like that are too afraid to be alone, and mm-hmm. they would they don't give a fuck why he's there as long mm-hmm. as he's there. Yep. and that's really sad.
0: it is that's really sad. It is really, really challenging to me that that is how people, Again, navigate at this because I get that it's definitely easier to raise a child with two parents versus just the one, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, yeah, I would say so because you got somebody to split the work with and help fund kids are expensive.
1: Sorry, depending on who your partner is, I'd say that's debatable.
0: Well, I think ideally you would have someone to split the work with and help fund things and whatever. But yes, I think that's what most people go into it assuming. Now, whether or not it works out that way very different story for most folks but yeah so that's kind of the end of brian and lisa on the show which is really again like you said it's weird because we get through the choice dinner and everybody is making these like elaborate speeches about their dates and why they're picking the person that they're picking and it works out pretty much the way we expected so like raya and trey swap places with Ryan and James. So Raya and James are in a trial marriage together and then Trey and Ryan are together. And then the whites, the other whites, switch places. So like Roxanne is with Alex. (laughs) That's what they are. They're the other white people. So Roxanne and Alex are together and then Kat and Antonio are together. And so that is kind of how we got at this dinner.
1: I would, I, and this is another reason, you know, for purely selfish reasons why I hate that the pregnancy thing came up because I would have been very interested to see who Trey would have picked, Ryan or Lisa. Mm -hmm. And then I also would have been very interested to see who Raya picked, Mm -hmm. Brian or James. Yep. So I guess those, those choices were made for us. And again, you know, could be divine intervention and that's who they needed to be with and not who you know out of just like old habits because i saw one of my friends here sent me this thing on instagram and it was like you're not attracted to him because he's your type you're attracted to him because he's your pattern Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i wonder if you know like even for trey was lisa would that have been his pattern or was this more so did this happen more so for raya because brian was her pattern you know
0: yeah yeah that is true and so we then see everyone's got their new partners and they are going to their new homes together so first we see roxanne and alex alex realizes that roxanne was height fishing him which had he just been paying even a little bit of attention he would have noticed how tall her shoes always are um <laughs> and then of course as she's looking around the apartment, the first thing that she notes is how much she loves the workspace. And <laughs> that's like a fucking course, <laughs> Roxanne. Of course. Um You gotta
1: love crazy. a woman though who is about her shit, you True, know? Truly. You she's on
0: brand and I expect nothing less. Yeah. And then I can't remember if it's oh yeah, it is. It is in the scene where he's like, you know, cheers, and she says salamati And I'm like, Oh, this bitch is Persian. That makes perfect Ah. because everything i've ever seen from Shaws of sunset r.i.p would lead me to believe that this is the way that she navigates life like she expects a dude to be just as ambitious and just as much of a go-getter as she is she expects to be taken care of to some extent that's why she put so much effort into her appearance like everything just made so so much more sense when i learned that about her and i was like yes now what did
1: you just say that she said she
0: said what that's like cheers, but in Farsi. Oh, okay. Got
1: mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even though I was sad that they only got Corbel, I was like, that's fucking cheap ass champagne. These people deserve at least Vuf, if not Dom, for what they're getting ready to go through because Corbell is a mere $15 a bottle. Terrible.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Terrible, rubble, unless yeah. they stock their fridge full of this shit, <laughs> which I highly doubt. <laughs> but basically, they kind of end the night talking about adventures and whether or not they've tried anal, which she hasn't, but he has, and she's surprised by that because she, I think in the back of her mind, is like, you tried that shit with Kat, or was it somebody?
1: <laughs> but, but 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 considering <laughs> we know the cat is just an agreeable person. Maybe. He probably did try that shit with cat. And Kat was probably like uh even if she wanted to or not was just like okay, you know? So it <laughs> which makes I sense. Hope the not. math
0: is happening. I would hope not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Then we see on the flip side, Kat and Antonio. So they come in, they're talking about how they both feel like their partners are with the people who are just like them. So Kat and Antonio see themselves as very similar and they see Roxanne and Alex being very similar and maybe ultimately more ideal. Um, I would say overall Kat just seems disinterested and I don't know if it's because she's nervous or... Like, mm-hmm. doesn't know what to say because Antonio is a new person, but she just seems like not super into it. And then they end up sleeping separately, which, you know, whatever, like you need to be comfortable with doing whatever. And I know that I too probably wouldn't want to just sleep with a random dude, basically
1: yeah,
0: the first night. But I think that's something that persists their entire trial marriage. And so it makes me wonder if like her and Alex came in with like a specific set of agreements that they had for Mm. the trial marriages like regardless of who they were going to be in them with versus like antonio and roxanne
1: which again cat would agree with regardless cat seems like the type to be extremely loyal yeah, I agree. She um, is. She is. So, yeah, like to a fault, mm-hmm. which could be to her demise. Yeah. So I could totally see this happening to where Kat's like, okay, I, we're going to sleep separately. Like, we're not going to do anything that leads to too much intimacy. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like, um, who was she with? Alex? Yeah. I feel like Alex, he's going to be like, mm, well, even if I do decide to fuck. Not fuck, I shouldn't say that. Even if I do decide to get with Roxanne in some type of intimate way, if I tell Kat about it, Kat's just gonna be like, okay, because she again leads to the fucking abuse mental, physical, psychological, all that shit. And then, Kat, you're gonna start to think that's what you deserve. So I hope that's not the case, but I could see that happening. Granted, you already know because you've watched all eight fucking episodes that are out. So
0: it's good, it's spicy. I will say the part about you calling her loyal. There's a part later on where someone calls Alex a shitbag, and she's like, "He's not a shitbag. Don't say that about him." She like really comes into her own, and I was like, "Okay, kind of a little spicy."
1: But is he a shitbag though?
0: I would say so, yes. But you know, you wouldn't let somebody say that about Michael. Nor would I let somebody say that about Derek. Well,
1: Michael's not a shitbag, though.
0: I mean, right. No, but some, like, she clearly is not think of If someone were to say Michael like,
1: boisterous or something, I would be like, well, you know, it kind of is. I mean, I don't know. But I don't
0: think boisterous is typically seen as like a bad thing.
1: That's not negative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, so, yeah, it's funny. And then we see Ryan and Trey together, and they are just like, they still seem like they're trying to fill each other out a little bit, but they already seem a lot more comfortable with each other than Roxanne and Alex and Kat and Antonio. Um, mm-hmm. Trey also feels like he and Ryan, and then Ryan and James are also very similar. And then, you know, he's just trying to kind of like, I guess, help Ryan warm up a little bit. And he asks Ryan how excited she is. And she's like, oh, I'm excited. And I'm like, bitch, you don't look anything near excited right now. But (laughs) like, okay. Uh, But I guess like she is true that, or it's true that she really can't express her emotions because I'm like, you can't even express excitement. And like, that is just wild. But also I think having sat through that dinner and listened to all the things that like James said about how... She was kind of lacking in supporting him. She probably also may be processing mm-hmm. things like there could just be a lot I feel like going on in her mind, whereas Trey is like, "Well, I don't care, <laughs> so I'm gonna move on That's with it. my day.
1: You know what though? I could see Ryan, and again, this might be very bad for me to say, um, because I don't know her, but I could see Ryan being one of those people who's like, "Ooh, a black guy, you know." Like, yeah, they probably had to go into the show being like, are you open to dating all types of people? Yeah. And obviously because they want to be on the show, they're like, yes. But then like the potent, like the fact that it's actually happening, mm-hmm. I could see that also making her uncomfortable considering she does come from the South. Mm. Um, and then also because of the background that we have from James saying that he and, what's the girl's name? Ryan grew up very differently in mm-hmm. like he kind of described his childhood as what we as black people could more so relate with so i'm assuming that her childhood was very like pretentious uppity were the white people of the white people in this town wherever she lives Mm -hmm. so i could see that also causing some kind of uncomfortableness for her
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm not sure i think part of it i think it could definitely that could be part of it but i also think the other part is that like you know like we talked about at the top of this she has never lived with another person before and so there are also oh, maybe true. some of like the well i don't really know what to do how to yeah. like be and like i think the fact that they get into a pillow fight is hilarious but they also are sleeping in the bed together so like
1: yeah she ain't uncomfortable <laughs> true Sure.
0: so yeah sure. it may have just been an initial like okay I'm now living life with a totally different person than I came into this experience with type of thing so I think it could be all of those things though together
1: and also Ryan is the one where James has been her only boyfriend right right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: so yeah that's okay that makes that's probably more accurate than what I was saying I'm sorry well, I mean that's hey
0: different. it could be all the things though
1: but it could also be a factor right, yeah, right. for
0: sure And then we see Raya and James together, and their initial connection just is not really evident here. (laughs) Um, I really can't figure these out because Raya, too, also comments about how similar she and James are and how similar Ryan and Trey are. But she just seems so, again, like disinterested, just like so blase. Like there's nothing really about her that stands out to me. And it's just kind of weird. And then James is like a nervous fucking Nelly. And then at the end of the night when they're getting ready to go to bed, he's like, I just need to go for a run. And Ryan's getting into bed and we see him then, like, I guess either post-run or maybe he never ran, talking to one of his friends about how he feels about this whole process. And really, like, I think understanding that, like, he really fucked up by coming here and not just staying with Ryan to begin with and proposing to her and, like, all the things. Uh
1: Mm-hmm which is great you know it's not going to take you the full because how long are they in the trial marriage two weeks three Three weeks yeah three weeks you know so maybe it's like okay you've identified that ryan is who you want to be with so now because you and raya have those deep conversations about unpack or like you're addressing your childhood trauma so maybe in these three weeks he can take the stance of okay i know i don't want to be with you but let's both work on what we need to do to be better prepared to go back with our partners. Yeah, You know? Yeah. So hopefully that's, granted you already know, but hopefully that's the the, the stance that he takes and mm-hmm. he doesn't like, I don't know, make it super awkward by like not talking or being standoffish or mm-hmm. shit like that.
0: Yeah, hopefully. exactly. Exactly. And that's what I would hope for all these people going into the actual trial marriage is that like if I'm supposed to be figuring out how to do this with my own partner, then I need to figure out how in general I can just be, good partner to somebody else because i think a lot of times like you were talking about earlier we have patterns like we have patterns in how we relate to other people as well and even if they're the perfect person on paper you may still end up doing the same kinds of things with this new person that you were doing in your previous relationship Uh and so i think having somebody on the other side of it who's more likely to call you out hopefully because they're not as invested in you that would help them be able to acknowledge that behavior and change it so that when they do go back to the trial marriages with their original people, that they're not yeah. doing that same stuff for sure.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: But that is the right. end of the first three episodes, pals. And so we are just, you know, gearing up for the roller coaster. <laughs> that is the show at this point. Jay, do you have any overall thoughts?
1: My overall thoughts is that this group is very interesting. Like like you're saying, I do think it's more juicy than the first season. Not quite so... <laughs> queer love was like a totally different experience. So I'm not even going to compare it to that one. Um, To the first season with heterosexual couples. I definitely think this season is more juicy. Um, Yeah, so I'm just very interested to see because it just seems like all of these people are extremely different. I feel like the Mm -hmm. couples, I can't even see how you all decided to be couples. Yes so from that perspective it's like gosh what is going to happen at the end because i feel like in the first season it was like okay they're going to figure it out mm-hmm. they're going to get back together mm-hmm. those two might switch up this group i have no idea
0: yeah and i feel like too this season we have more people saying i don't even know if marriage is for me versus i feel like mm-hmm. the first season was just kind of like i know i want to get married it's just not right now which in yes. most instances of the first season made sense because most of those people had only been dating like two or three years and were like still fairly yeah. young so i'm like what the fuck is the rush y'all just
1: yeah exactly
0: let us know my my savage af thought is that no one should ever go on this show and expect to walk out of here with a functional relationship i feel like that about most mm. reality tv shows but like this one in particular mm. you are coming here to break up with your dude or your woman or your partner or whatever like that's just what you're trying to get out of this and you can't convince me otherwise unless you're madeline and colby they're the only ones
1: right yeah and i would have to echo that sentiment really because again because it just seems like for a lot of them they're looking for an excuse to break up with their partner right and it's like ooh, if we go on the show Uh then i got a hall pass a, and then if we get back together and it doesn't work out like I don't look like so much of an asshole for breaking up with them right so yeah i i would have to ditto that one thousand percent
0: yeah it's like instead of just breaking up with them and like leading my regular life i'm gonna try to make a little money off of it in the future which Mm -hmm. i get it and i'm also gonna break up with you and then maybe Mm -hmm. me dating in the future will be easier because people know who i am and will like want to pursue me because i look like such a catch on television i totally see that being someone's mo for coming onto this show so whatever whatever we're gonna see how it plays out though so that is all for this week friends we're gonna come at you next week with some more content until then you can find us at savage reality podcast on instagram DM us if you have questions or email us at reality4savages at gmail.com. That's reality number 4savages at gmail.com. Both of those are in our show notes. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help people find us, to get us higher up in people's search queue. Stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Bye. Peace.